or no? Is there is there a common denominator that's that's showing up in, in your opinion? Yeah, it's costing us points and putting ourselves at risk. I mean, that's really what it's doing. I mean, it's um, you know we got to do a better job when when we complete a pass on the perimeter and the guy's securing the ball. That's come three times where we've turned it over and then one we lost. We didn't lose it at New Orleans, but we fumbled at New Orleans. And uh, and then obviously, um, you know, when something's not there down the field, checking the ball down. But that's those are all things that um, that we're working on have to be better at. And uh, it's just the way it is. I mean, you're, you're not going to win consistently if we continue to turn the ball over. That's a great answer. And welcome to another Real Bucks Talk podcast. That was Todd Munkin talking about the turnover issue the last couple of weeks. And Michael Plus here, Mark Ramirez, and we're going to get into uh, that. And then we're also going to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals that are our next opponent and see if the Buccaneers can get two wins in a row. That is the challenge we're facing this week, and hopefully that we can get it done. But it starts with protecting the football. Absolutely. I mean, if my biggest thing is all season I've been saying the offense really is that good. Pretty much we've just been shooting ourselves in the foot mm. when we do lose games. I mean, the two quick games that we won, the Saints and then the Eagles, I don't think we turned the ball over at all. So when we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, we're usually in the game or we're usually winning early. So, yes, of course, take care of the ball. Let your defense play average like we talked about in the first podcast earlier in the week. And you should be in position to win a game. Winston, yeah, stop throwing the interceptions. Receivers and outside, like he said, Brait can't fumble. Godwin, he had fumbles. Evans, catch the ball. Um, just take care of the ball, like he said, and everyone's been comparing this offense to the greatest show on turf. And they're like, oh, Cutter's had the best four, top four of the last top five offensive in, in Bucks history. That, that's skewed. Because look at how the offenses of all the NFL are. It's all about yards, throwing the ball, getting points. Like, I guarantee you, league-wide, there's top offenses all around. So, to me, that doesn't really make any sense. There's still mismatches not being hit, in my opinion. But I still do think this offense can score at will when it doesn't shoot itself in the foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I think also this offense needs to do a better job of putting Jameis in a better position. Like they're, they're not running the ball enough. We're passing it way too much. You're opening up Jameis for mistakes. I mean, when you're throwing the ball 50 times, Jameis, yeah, 52 times and he's averaging 46 attempts in his start so far. That's not good. That's, that's designed to lead to turnovers. And that's something that we need to get back to where we're getting Peyton Barber or Ronald Jones or the combination of both over 20 carries per game. That's something that needs to happen. Like, you have to be balanced in your play selection. Uh, you have to get back to 30-20. That's something that I said last, last time we were on the show. It's like 30-20 is where you want to be. Uh, again, I know in today's league, it's a passing league, so passing attempts are going to be up. I think the league average is around 35, 36 around there, which is normal. I mean, that's uh, the way you can throw the ball nowadays, especially with the rules presenting what they're presenting. Uh, it's stupid not to throw it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially with, you know, coverages not being able to do what they used to do in, in years past. So, but... In the same time, though, you still need to be able to run the football and still have those attempts because when you're dropping back so many times, I mean, granted, 
even if you have perfect pass protection, there's going to be some type of mistake. It's, it's just going to happen. So got to find a way to limit that and be more uh, collective and, and understanding what scenario or situation you're in and, and realize, hey, this is a good time to run it or, you know, let's go for the kill yeah. shot. Yeah, there's no such thing as a perfect play, right? to be honest. But, okay, so looking into that, how are we going to not turn the ball over and where are we going to execute against the Bengals? Where's our offense looking to attack? Where do you think first? Uh, as far as our offense goes, I, I mean, I think they're definitely suspect in, in coverage. So, uh, I personally – Why I, is that, though? Why is that? Yeah. Uh, I, well, they got some injuries. Um, you know, they're, they're not, without their slot corner in, in Denard. Uh, so, you're going to have some new guys in there. Um, I think – I think their corners, their starters, um, and William Jackson, and then uh, Drake Kirkpatrick. Yeah, Kirkpatrick. I mean, they they can be beat. I think I think what you can do, and they like to play. They'll give you some one on one opportunities with their man coverage, but they do play a lot of zone. Uh, I think the East and West game is going to be open. Uh, I've seen that from Pittsburgh, and I've also seen that from Miami where they run a lot of drags and, and crossing routes and guys are open as far as going east and west. Uh, but there will be, you know, there will be opportunities to go vertical down the field. Uh, will we have the time? I don't know. So that's the thing, you know, and that's where you get into their strength of their defense, which mm-hmm. is the front four. Uh, that's going to be very tough to navigate through and making sure that Jameis has enough time, but also can we establish the run game? And then there's opportunities, but will we be creative enough to do so that's that's the question yeah the, the, jumping off what you said mm-hmm. their front four is dangerous right so carlos dunlap easily the best guy to me on that where he pops off tape every time you watch him he's just tall lanky knows how to use his body like he's comparable to rjpp mm-hmm. like he's going to disrupt plays he's not clear mac just beats off pure speed and then can bull rush you at the same time he's just a combination of a lanky guy like JPP. Andrew Billings, big mammoth of a man. Can really bull rush you, push the pocket backwards. Doesn't really have pass rush, but he's still, if he's matched up with Beninock, he's going to win. Yeah, It's just his sheer strength, and I've been saying Beninock's weaker and not as big, will get pushed back easily by Billings. And I guarantee they're spotting in on that, and I'm scared. <laughs> And then Geno Atkins, everyone knows Geno Atkins. He's just a pro bowler, good overall defensive tackle. He's smaller, though. And I saw a lot of times the Steelers game, and we watched both the Steelers game because, yes, the Chiefs are beating the crap out of everyone. That's, it's kind of hard to look at them and say, oh, let's do what the Chiefs did because the Bucks don't really put that many people in motion. Mm-hmm. And they don't try and confuse teams. We just go up and say, let's, let's run this play. So right. that's kind of a – we're not going to ever be what the Chiefs do. So it was – Dumb to even look at that. That's why we look at the Steelers. And Geno Atkins was overpowered a lot when they got to the goal line. Because, yeah, he's smaller. Mm-hmm. And he he's, he based his game off of the quickness. So I think if we get to goal line stances, that's where we will cue in on. Because, I mean, if you're smaller, weaker, you're getting older, go after it. Mm-hmm. Go after the weakness. Yeah, I, he's he's definitely. I think that right side in general is somewhere you can attack as far as the run game goes. But who's the other guy though? Bucks fans know him. Oh, Michael Johnson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. neck though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's definitely an area you can attack. I think they are suspect in the run. They're going to be down uh, some key linebackers and Vontez Burfick and, and uh, I, Nick Vigil. Yeah, 
yeah, him as well. So they're going to be, you know, putting some guys in there that are nece- not necessarily, uh, you know, playing full time. And that's the same with the Bucks on, but we'll get to that later. But I think there's options there. I think there's ability. Uh, and what I've noticed on tape is they play a lot of base coverage. So they like to use their linebackers a lot. And, you know, they usually keep three linebackers on the field at most times. So that is an advantage where if the Bucks can use their two tight end sets and use Cameron Braid or O.J. Howard and get them lined up, that's a that's a great opportunity. Or even if, let's say, you know, they trust Ronald Jones to catch the ball downfield, you know, this is a good time to use him in, in a route where he can get on one-on-one with a linebacker or safety and, and use his speed. So there's going to be opportunities. Will the Bucks take advantage? We say that every week, but uh, it, it's, it remains to be seen. I think the main thing in this game especially uh, with the weather. It looks like it's going to be a colder game, you know, in the 50s, possible chance of rain. Uh, So we're going to have to be smart with the football, you know, like we said in the beginning, turnovers, but putting these guys in positions where they're not suspect to turnovers, that's going to be critical. Uh, But going to have to be able to commit to the run game. I think if our defense, and I think our defense will get better. I really like the message that they're being sent right now. Uh, so I think our defense will be there, but we have to commit to that balance game, that balance attack. It has to happen now because teams have a lot of tape on every team now, and they're going to understand how to adjust and realize, hey, this is what this team's presenting. So Bucks have to do something different. Will they? That remains to be seen. We don't know. But they have to be able to commit to that, that attack. Again, but you have to be – able to not be behind so quickly yeah for so, sure for sure so and with that again you got to attack their weakness right now they've got two linebackers down that's they're obviously hurting yeah mm-hmm. we're hurting because quan has gone but you still have levante david who's a beast linebacker right they have vontez perfect the asshole and then nick vigil out so and their backups are hardy nickerson jr and jordan evans and vincent ray i don't know which one's starting but they're both younger and they looked lost on the field at times. Right, right. So what do you got to do? You, if it's me, it's attack that until they have to help it out. Right. That's what we say every week. We got to attack their weakness. Obviously, that's their weakness right now. You wouldn't attack William Jackson, Drake, or Patrick because they're both high first-round picks. Mm-hmm. And they actually are good players. Yeah, yeah they're cor- nickel corners out, Darquise Denard. But I, of course, would attack the middle. Mm-hmm. Hands down, use your use your strength. OJ Howard, Cambray. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Like, if we can get them going east and west, because they do play a lot of zone coverage, but it's a lot of two, you know, two deep zone, yeah. you know, and they and they allow you to, you know, get those crossing routes underneath and pick up yards. Yeah, we might not get like the big plays, but you're going to be moving the chains, and I think that's something that this is going to be very important this week. Be able to control the ball, control the clock, keep your defense off the field and keep their offense which is their strength of their team and they're very similar to us like they're very exactly. very similar to us as far as how they play uh this is two pretty much even teams very similar personnel so but mark's right you tack the middle of the field i think that's where your best bets are going to be uh and if you can get that to succeed then you're going to have your options on the outside or you can hit mike evans or deshaun you know down the sideline or you know just comeback routes stuff like that yeah, because we both saw it. You look at their – you were saying they're playing base a lot. Yeah. When he means they're playing base, they literally run a 4-3 mm-hmm. with two high safeties. Right. 
when you look at their defense, that's pretty much every time that's what you see. Yeah, one safety may come in from time to time, but they're usually in that. Right. So they don't want to give up the big play. Obviously, that's what we want to do all the time. I'm hoping Cutter will not just force the big play and will attack the middle of the field and then make that safety come in mm-hmm. because in a cover two, the weak spot is in between the safety and the linebacker in the middle of the field. Right. What I'm saying is attack the middle of the field. Okay, guys? So what you do is you attack that, make them those safeties come up to make that hole between the linebacker and safety closer, and a guy like Deshaun Jackson, Godwin, Evans can beat you over the top. Mm-hmm. It's playing the X's and O's, playing the game of chess that is a football game, and to outsmart the other team to make them change their hand or show their hand. We've been saying that all year. Do the Bucks do it? We'll see. And then also a consistent running game will yeah. bring those safeties closer. Right. So all this works into what you're saying. we got to be more balanced. Mm-hmm. Everyone can say it, but can you do it? And it's not necessarily because we don't have the personnel. It's because we're not using the personnel correctly. Mm-hmm. And that's why we always get so upset. And, yes, we're oh, four out of five top offense. But the thing is, it's, it doesn't translate when you're watching the game in action. Yeah, because we're always coming from behind. And that's why we have to have so many damn yards. But the thing is, why don't you do what you've been doing in the second half and the first half? Mm-hmm. And I hope to see the, the Bucks defense from the first half of against the Browns right. the whole game. Yeah. But that's my two cents about the Bengals defense. Obviously, cover cover two high safeties, 4-3 mm-hmm. base. You'll see it a lot, yeah. guys. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much two coverages. And they'll play some press man coverage where they'll bring some guys up. But... What I would like to see our offense do, and and you know, do some motion in maybe Please. yeah, got to do some motion because it it seems like motion gets them confused at times. Uh, we had a play up today where I, I put up on our Twitter account, uh, you know, guy was left wide open because they just sent a simple guy in motion. Uh, the one guy followed him and man, and the one linebacker was supposed to pick him up, he did not, and the guy was wide open for a nice you know fifteen yard gain. So. You know, just little motions here and there would be nice to see, and that can identify whether they're in man or zone. Uh, so something just simple, like yeah, that. something you know, simple like that, where you can just you can identify it, read it, and then you can understand if they're in zone. Okay, we have a six-man box. We can switch to a run. You know, stuff like that. Uh, you talked about last podcast running out of shotgun formation. That's something that we hope to see uh, this week. I think shotgun formation is something we should be in a lot this week against the Bengals, especially if they're going to play base coverage and you can spread them out. Use your tight ends as your slot receivers. Uh, it's just it's just simple things like that that hopefully will translate on Sunday uh, and the Bucks can execute. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, thank you for reinforcing what I said. And <laughs> literally, it's – Attack their weaknesses. That's all we ever talk about. Right. But let's move over to the Bengals' offense. Yeah. Because obviously, Buck's offense, use OJ. Mm -hmm. God, use OJ. Literally start with OJ, end with Evans and Jackson. Because if Winston ends up hitting that deep ball to Deshaun Jackson, we're going to dominate. Yeah. Being serious. Like, there are so many opportunities against the Browns where he did miss because he just Mm -hmm. underthrew it or overthrew it. The second he starts hitting these deep balls, timing-wise, he can really take over. Yeah. He hasn't shown anything yet. For sure. And last thing on the offense uh, before we move into the defense, the offensive line is probably the biggest key in this game. 
they're going to have to be uh, very good. I mean, the Bengals front four, uh, I put up clips on Andrew Billings. That guy can break through double teams with ease. Uh, he, same thing with Geno Atkins. They're going to have to find a way to double team Geno. Uh, so it's going to be a big challenge for uh, Ali Marpet against Billings. That's going to be huge. Our tackles are going to have to be smart in how they play as far as leverage and what they give up as far as on the edge, making sure Jameis has room to step up. That's So that's going to be uh, critical, or if he has room to get outside of the pocket. Uh, personally, I would like to see Jameis, like I said, in the shotgun formation a lot because it's going to help you with having more time and his time to be able to see against this defensive line. Uh, so I would like to see him either use play action to create you know, more time in the pocket to delay their pass rush, or you have to run some type of screen game or uh, draws, stuff like that to slow them down. So offense line is going to have a tough task. They're going to have to be good. They're going to have to be better than they were against the Browns. They're going to have to be better than they have been so far this season uh, and be consistent. So that's just one key I, I just want to bring up. That's the probably the biggest key in this game coming up, uh, offensive line. I agree. And, and Andrew Billings isn't going to be a superior pass rusher. He's just going to stop the run really well. Well, what he does—he's he's yeah. like our Vita Vega. Yeah, what he does is he pushes the pocket, and yeah. uh, and that's that causes some air. You know, that causes your quarterback to either move back, and then you end up getting sacked by their defensive yep. end. So because he can't step up, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the the Bengals offense. Okay. And again. Very, they're, this whole team's very comparable to us. Yeah, they run a very similar offense to us. I mean, it's almost identical as far as their scheme wise. They run a lot of vertical routes, a lot of long developing plays, uh, similar to Dirk Cutter's system. So, um, and Dirk Cutter and, and Marvin Lewis are best friends, so maybe they've shared secrets and maybe that's why they look so similar. But, uh, yeah, they have a very comparable offense. Two receivers that have size and speed, and, and Tyler Boyd and AJ Green. Uh, AJ Green's probably one of the the best receivers in this game. He's legit. Uh, then they have a running back that is by far so dangerous. Uh, tight end number eighty seven, really good player. Uh, kind of underrated. He's got some speed, good size, so he's a mismatch. Uh, kind of similar to like a um, Austin Hooper from uh, Atlanta. Hooper. Yeah, Hooper. <laughs> But, yeah, offensively, they, they're pretty solid. I mean, Andy Dalton's uh, no slouch. He can be very on, and then he can be very off. So it's like it's depending on which one you get. Like he can be red hot or he can be ice cold. Uh, hopefully the Bucks get, like, somewhere in between where they can, you know, force some turnovers. But, yeah, offensively, very good. But I think it starts with Mixon. I think Joe Mixon is the guy that you have to identify and try to stop. Um Obviously, A.J. Green, you want to double, but Joe Mixon, I think, is what gets them going. Every game I've watched, it looks like once he gets going, that's when their offense starts to to amp up. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on a lot of points. And then their speed option of John Ross, who is our Deshaun Jackson. Like, literally, their team is made right. exactly like ours. And he's out this but week. But he's out. Yeah. So be thankful, Bucks fans, and appreciate. <laughs> so John Ross is out. Tyler Croft, their backup tight end. Number one was Efert. Yeah, he's out for Croft the year. Is, and he's out for the year. Croft is out. So now you're on your third tight end. So really the, the concerns are just Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green. Right. And just stop the run with Joe Mixon. And do not let him get those short passes and turn it into 15, yeah. 20 yards. That's, that's, that's what, just our biggest weakness, and I hate it. That's what scares me. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, and he's 
he is a hell of a running back. I, I know you were just saying it, but coming out of Oklahoma, he he. But if he didn't hit the damn girl, he would have been a first round pick, a hundred percent for sure. He has it all. Guaranteed Baker Mayfield would let him. Let anyone know about that? But he's a complete running back. I just hope we can contain him. We we contained Kamara against the Saints against the run against the pass. He just did whatever the hell he wanted to right, do. Right. So it's just watch that. AJ Green and Tyler Boyd. I I have confident confidence in our secondary for the time being, just because of the Browns Browns game. But it's to me, yeah, like you said, stop Joe Mixon first. Don't let him take a two yard pass, turn it into fifteen, and you'll be good. I mean, I think if the defense, like you were saying, plays to their their keys, doesn't overthink, plays simple. Yeah, just keep it in front of you. Be aggressive, but keep it in front of you. Mm-hmm. You'll be good. I mean, you can. Dalton, he he's, he has to wait for those long developing passes, just like we do. Right. So this is this could be a good matchup for us. Like, let the defensive line have time to get in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, every every time I want to say the Bucks are going to win, but I mean this is a game where come on, they're they're running the same things you are, so you should know right what to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is this is like practice. So go go do it. Yeah, well, on the flip side, you know, you look at the Bengals are probably thinking the same thing because they're facing similar, uh, similar opponent, a similar offense that we run. So, yeah, it's going to be a good chess match. But like to Mark's point with Dalton, I think when I watch him play, he's very primary read oriented, like very first option. That's where he wants to go. If it's not there, he struggles to get to his second read as far as what I notice. There's some delay there which can cause for, for some bad passes, some mistakes. So if the Bucks can do a good job of, of taking that away, and I do like Carlton Davis going up against A.J. Green. I like that matchup. Uh, the work he did against Antonio Brown and then also Jarvis Landry, I feel confident that he's going to be okay. Like He can, he can hold his own, uh, I think, as long as he can keep AJ, AJ, like you said, in front of him, you know, not allow those big plays, I think he'll be he'll be all right. So I'm confident on that side of the, of the game. And then I think Brent Grimes against Tyler Boyd, uh, that's going to be an interesting matchup because Boyd's got some size on him. But I like Grimes, you know, veteran experience, and he'll understand what to do with him as far as taking him away. So I'm confident in our safe or secondary. Surprisingly, I'm, I'm confident. In <laughs> I said the, the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confident in them. I think, like, I like what I saw last week because it looked like they're on the same page. But, again, this is a different offense. This is an offense that likes to attack down the field. With with the Browns, you really didn't know what you had as far as identity, and we we spoke on that. This week, you're, you're facing a team that knows what's what it wants to do with the football. And I just – our main concern is mixing because on those dump-off passes, because they'll find a way to design – where they have everybody going and Mixon is one-on-one with a yep. linebacker. And that just scares me because, you know, David is not the greatest. He, he either overanalyzes <laughs> and coverage. So I'm hoping, like, we can find a way to, I don't know, disrupt Mixon's routes or somehow, whether a defensive line, like, goes out and hits him or, I don't know, whatever's legal, like, we do it. But, <laughs> but yeah, with that being said, our pass rush – they're going to have to step up and take it to the next level. Uh, I think JPP, all those guys, I think they have good matchups. I, I like Vita Vea and his progress. He's got to learn some some ball awareness. He's got yep. to be able to get his eyes up because he's looking too much at his own guy uh, and try to get off of him better. 
Uh, Carl Nassib's playing outstanding. He's probably been, yes. he's been one of our better defensive players, and that's a hell of a pickup by Jason Light. Uh, so that was good to get him, and hopefully he can continue his success. Uh, we're going to be without you know McCoy and Curry again this week, which which hurts, but I like the depth. I like what we're doing defensively as far as the front four, and hopefully we can keep that going against Cincinnati. We got to get inside pressure against Dalton. Yeah, I mean, I hope I hope we continue to do the old stunts with Nassib just yeah. plowing through the middle. For sure, it works. And to to the credit, so Curry, when we signed him, everyone heard, oh, he just gives a lot of QB pressures. Nassib does the exact same thing. Oh, for sure. But it's he just goes all out, and he's so damn lanky, and he it, he's just drawing attention, mm-hmm. and it's great to see. And he even did a spin inside. He's showing moves Six, now. seven, yeah. spinning inside. Like, like those put, two lanky ass, him and JVP on the outside, they put a lot of pressure on Mayfield. Everyone was saying, oh, he's not that good. I heard Coward mm-hmm. say, no, he's, he's not that good. He's not. Well, I mean, he he didn't. He, he got rushed a lot against us, to be honest. And we actually had a good pass rush. Mm-hmm. So if QBs, a rookie QB is rushed, he's going to make mistakes. Right. So Dalton's a different animal, but still, like, you have Nassib. Who's playing? I don't know if he's playing above what he should be, or if he, this is the real him. Right. But JPP's just playing on another level. He's yeah. if he keeps continuing this, I see another three to five sack game. Yeah, for sure. Not from him, but yeah, yeah as a team. Yeah, as a team. But what I was going to say about Nassib, like he was showing like long arm and like just good technique. Uh, he was again. This is a guy that's not going to beat you around the edge as far as speed wise because he's just not that athletic. Um, but the strength and the power and the bull rushes, but also showing technique where he's getting guys off balance with his hands, that's that's impressive, and that's what he needs to do. Uh, you know, that first sack was was really nice. He did a nice long arm, got around the edge, um, and even Noah Spence was coming around the edge as well, and he could have had a sack too. So if they can find a way to get that guy going, Noah Spence, like, again, he's still got to learn how to do a counter. He just doesn't have any counter moves inside right now, and it's really hurting him. Uh, if he can find a way to win with leverage and win inside, uh, the sky's the limit. But it's nice to get him out on the field, and hopefully he can start winning You know, with those speed rushes because even if he doesn't win, that still draws attention, and you can have your inside guys, you know, make some plays. You have a lot of faith in Spence. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I just want him to do well. I'll be the Debbie Downer. <laughs> Obviously, he's not playing for a reason, and Nassif, a guy we just picked up, is doing better. He's proving it. Spence, I had the highest I, – I didn't – I wasn't like everyone else, the bandwagon of, oh, let's take Spence first round when he was in the draft. I just didn't see it. Right. He didn't pop off. He was – he made plays, but it wasn't explosion. It wasn't like a damn bullet off the snap. Yeah. But he did well his first year, but ever since then, injuries. Now he tried to gain weight to be a 4-3. Yeah. And, I mean. It's just not working. I, I want to pull for him because he's a buck. But, yeah, he's still not showing a second move. He doesn't have elite speed to get off the edge. Mm. He doesn't have overwhelming power. Everyone wanted to compare him to, to Khalil Mack or – Von Miller when he was drafted, but I'm like, no, he did, he doesn't have the same yeah. traits. You can't compare just because they have the same height and weight. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, that's me. Um, I hope he can do something, but I'm more excited about our two ends right now, JPP, Nassib. Yeah. Keep using them at how creative you've been using them. Right. 
JVP, the only thing at knock I have on him, at times he does not lull, but he, not lazy, but mm-hmm. he just he messes a, a run play, and it's usually a big run play. Sure, sure. Because whoever's behind him is just blowing it. Mm-hmm. But our defensive line's playing good. I mean, they're stopping the run, what they need to do, and they need to do it against Mixon. And Bo Allen, Vita Vea, keep doing what you're doing. Vea, I know he's got more. Yeah, he's locking in his man way too much. He needs to break out, shed the block, go in. He's, he's shown it in college. He needs to show it now in the NFL. Right. It's still his, what, third, fourth game now? He has, he's got a lot to learn. He's got a lot to show, and he's learning while it's starting. Yeah. So I'm not going to give him that bad of a rap. But, again, to our defense playing, the Bengals, D-line, just pressure Dalton, force him to make a quicker decision than – he needs to because, like we've been saying, they're just like us. They want long developing plays. If you rush that pass, it could be good for our secondary. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and you know, I was I was reading up on like just you know overall press conferences and stuff. And Levante David was talking about the defense, and I just like how and I think Mark Duffner being on the sidelines is a great thing. Uh, you can see. You know, just the energy that he brought last week was really nice. And then the defense as a whole was just playing very up. And it it was good. Uh, The speech that he made after Quan left with injury was really, like, that was a very motivating speech. He was like, you just lost, you know, one of our key players. Now it's time to go play for him and give it everything. He's like, we play with guts. We leave no stone unturned, and that's that's the kind of coach you need as far as getting these guys ready and motivated. So that was nice to see. But I also liked how Levante went into – they were using defenses that they practice, and he, he even let something slip on Mike Smith. He was like – Mike Smith would call a, a multitude of coverages in the game that they haven't ran during practice. Like there's coverages that they just didn't do uh, – during practice a lot and he was running uh duffner now is calling you know coverages that they run in practice and that they know they can execute and that will work and i think that gave them the confidence we can do this like this is what we need to do and it's simply down he only called like maybe four or five coverages but they perfected it and that's what we need to do uh, going forward. Works like Novocaine, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, keeping it... <laughs> None of the Titans, people. <laughs> yeah, run six plays. It works like Novocaine. But anyway, <laughs> it's like, it's keeping it simple. And that's what I like to hear. They they dumbed it down and said, hey, this is what we're going to run. If they beat us, they beat us. But we know what we're doing. And, and that, that was nice to see. You didn't see, like, the miscommunications. You didn't see guys panicking or, like, going, hey, hey, hey. You yeah. know? It's like... It was just nice and, and smooth. Yeah, the biggest play against the Browns that I noticed, communication was good, mm-hmm. was when uh, the Browns motioned a guy from the right to the left. Brent Grimes looks up at Justin Evans. Evans is already on the way back down to man against right. the, the slot guy, and Grimes just fell back into coverage. Yeah, exactly. Like, they already knew, like, oh, if this guy moves, I'm supposed to be here, you're supposed to go there. And, like, they, they didn't debate it. It was already second nature. Right. And that's what you want to see in a good defense. Mm-hmm. And that was the first defense with Duffner at the helm. Yeah, like you're saying, they're running this simple stuff that they practice. So do it. Yeah. So if you're going to get beat, it's going to be beat for like 10, not beat for 50. Yeah, it, it was like, and he, he, you know, he talked about Mike Smith, and it's like, why are you guys not practicing what you're putting in the game plan? 
you know, and this week they, they game planned it, they practiced it and it worked. And that's what they're going to do this week against Cincinnati. It's like, okay, we know this is what Cincinnati likes to do. We're going to put this in game plan. We're going to have coverage for it. We're going to have abilities to uh, adapt if we need to adapt as far as adjust. Like if, if something comes here, then this guy needs to go there. It's just keeping it simple. And you see just an overall calmness among the defense. I think that's where we need to be. Yeah, my biggest thing for our defense right now, you're down, Quan. Yeah, overall, no one expects you to be lights-out defense. Oh. All I want is to see you make the other team beat you. Because, yeah. yeah, we don't have the stars all over the place. McCoy and Curry are out, too. So our D-line's even banged up. So just make the team beat you. Don't give them the easy yards. Don't be out of place. And I think that's what Duffner's doing. Just keep it simple. You know you've practiced this. You know where you need to be. Just be there. If they if they beat you and you're not right there to knock down the ball because the quarterback made a perfect throw, okay, you can't beat a perfect throw. So just be where you need to be. Stop it for a minimal gain, and we'll be in the game. And that's they're hoping their offense can keep pushing the points to make up for this injury filled and not as experienced defense. Right, right. And and to that point, you know, now they're going to have new linebackers. They brought in uh veteran Kevin um Minter. It, yeah, Kevin Minter yeah. from uh Arizona and he was also with Cincinnati uh I believe not last year but the year before or was it la- it might have been last year, but he's been with Cincinnati. Yeah, last year. Yeah, so he's been with Cincinnati, so that's some extra intel uh that could help this defense. So, good, good. So, yeah, so That'll be nice. Um, they also brought back Riley Bula, who's a, a fan favorite. Uh, Devontae Bond is probably going to be, you know, your starter at the uh, strong side linebacker. Uh, Darius Taylor is going to take over for Quan Alexander. So it, there's going to be a, some adjustment there because Darius is now playing all three downs instead of two. Uh, so he's going to have to step up his game and, and be a little bit bit better in coverage and hopefully they don't ask him to do too much maybe they just send him on blitzes uh and you know get after the quarterback um but we'll see we'll see what happens uh last thing on defense that i hope sticks is jordan whitehead is full go and 100 percent, and he's in the game the whole time <laughs> preach brother preach <laughs> I, I can agree more you know yeah. how i feel about whitehead yeah. i've liked him for years now and he's good he is he just let him learn more i mean you're, you have via Vea and they're doing it Right, Jordan Whitehead's made more plays than Vita Vea right now, so yeah. let let him continue to learn. I, I don't want to see Isaiah Johnson. I just I just don't. Right, hands down. No, I agree on that. And but you know, overall defensively, you know, you look at this Bengals offense. They do some misdirection. They like to move Dalton out on play action. Uh, they run a lot of zone uh, with their run game as far as letting Mixon get that cutback. So our gap integrity is going to have to be strong we're going to have to make sure we're in the front side and making sure we're doing things smart as far as uh being in our assignment and assignments on football so positioning is is going to be critical but yeah i mean defensively i think we just need to make sure that we're making them work for everything uh contest and uh and try to force some turnovers you know get the ball back to your offense please i mean that's that's our game route preview of yeah. the Bengals versus Bucks. I mean, that's pretty much it. It's two teams are very similar in nature. Yeah. I truly believe our offense is far more superior than a lot of teams in the NFL. And if we enforce our will, we can win the game. Mm-hmm. Will we? That's up to 
Yeah. The Bucks to execute correctly and not turn the ball over, like we said in the beginning of the, the podcast. Right. But let's go on to some funner things now. Um, everyone knows, or I hope that everyone knows, that uh, the trade deadline is the 30th this Tuesday. And everyone's been wanting this, been wanting that. We mentioned earlier, a couple of podcasts ago, that we're looking at Patrick Peterson. Yeah, it's off the table. It's off the table. <laughs> but I, I thought it was interesting hearing uh, Dirk Cutter talk about the trade deadline and Jason Light looking at other guys. And let's see what he had to say. Jason and his staff are working on that. And uh, Jason has talked to me about a couple guys, but I, I personally am not involved in that right now other than to, to listen to whatever they want to tell me because, you know, we're busy doing, doing our other thing. But uh, I can assure you that, that Jason's uh, looking into all avenues and, you know, it's his job to make decisions that are best for the Bucks, And I trust him to make those decisions because he, he's good at that. You better believe he's good at that. He's gotten you every damn weapon in the world <laughs> to use. Just use them correctly. Yeah. But, I mean, to that point, he's told Cutter about a couple guys. If there were a couple guys, like one or two, that you would want us to get, if Patrick Peterson's off the table, what one or two guys would you would you want? Would I want? Like, any guy that I want? I mean... I mean, I mean not Khalil Mack. <laughs> Can't trade for Khalil Mack. But, like, possible guys that are in the... Earn the names that are out there in ESPN, I, or yeah, I mean, or guys that are on teams that are fire sailing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I look at the Giants and the Raiders. I mean, Giants. I would love to get Landon Collins. Like, if you can get a safety like that, that'd be nice. But again, it it comes down to you know contracts and and compensation. You know, what are you going to be willing to give up? Uh, and then as the Raiders, I mean, Gary and Conley would be nice, or uh, Carl Joseph, another safety that would be a good fit. Uh, give some competition to Whitehead. Or if you want to go all in and go offensive line, I would I'd love to see like a Gabe Jackson or Bastard. <laughs> uh, but again, you know, contracts, it, it t- comes down to money. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those are really the positions I see. Like if we could get a guard to, to help out or. Um, you know, any kind of secondary help would be nice. Just another veteran presence. But as far as trading, like, could I go in? Like, should I go into will they or won't they? I mean, yeah, I, will they or won't they? Oh, well, my guy is who he said last, Gabe Jackson, oh. beast of a right guard. I've shit on Benenock enough for y'all to know I don't like how he's been playing. A Gabe Jackson is a mammoth of a man, three hundred thirty plus pounds, six five, six six, mm-hmm. and he's a mauler. Yeah. To help our running game, yes. To help our pass run, pass blocking, yes. I, w- I would do it. That would be the guy I would target. But that's just me, Jason Light. He can call whoever the heck he wants. And I, I believe whatever move he does make is the right move because we're, we're strong Jason Light believers or trustees. I don't know what the hell you're going to call us. <laughs> but um, are the Bucks going to make a move or not going to make a move? Uh, I mean, I hope so. But, again, it just depends on, like, compensation and contracts and who you're willing to give up uh personally i don't think they're going to make anything happen i think it's just uh it's going to be either too expensive to get a, a really impact guy that you want uh again i think if light had a chance a light guard come on <laughs> but yeah i mean it would be nice but you know are the raiders willing to let him go or um gruden said get rid of everyone <laughs> Yeah, but I know Jason Light values his draft picks, so if he could find like a bargain, like if he's shopping, you know, fifth or maybe even a fourth round pick and these guys are available, then I could possibly see it. 
but you also have to remember, you know, contracts and salary cap. Uh, you know, we have people that we want to sign back. Uh, are you willing to let go of a salary, um, you know, of high stature? You know, are you willing to let go of Brent Grimes or, you know, someone of that nature that has a contract? And are, is the other team willing to accept that contract? So it, it, it always takes two to tango. Uh, it's It's hard to make trades i know some teams have already done trades uh so far but uh, that's why to me you go to the teams that are willing to trade now oh yeah for sure look to the giants look to the raiders look for what you want in those teams and just get it done if you can't get it done okay well we're wrong with what we wrong right and I, i'm sure don't, don't make it harder than what it is don't look at if you don't want to give it up don't give it up yeah if you don't want to if you're trying to pick something from an imaginary pool saying oh i want patrick peterson and they're saying no then don't push it Right. Especially this close to the deadline, it's not that hard. Uh, well, I don't want to hear about the cap anymore. They, they'll make it work. If you if a team's willing to give up someone, they're going to give you that person, and you you can make the contracts work. Yeah, I, it's not that hard to make a trade nowadays in the NFL. Just no, saying. No, no, that's true, and I I agree with that. Um, and I'm and I'm not saying Jason Light's not going to make any calls. I think he's going to make calls, and I'm sure he has. Uh, and I'm sure he's looking to improve this roster as that is his job every day. But, you know, my point was like, you just, you can't go in there just to make a trade, to make a trade. You know, we have to make sure like the fit is going to work. We're going to have to make sure like this guy will be accepted in the locker room. This guy's, uh, going to be an upgrade over what we have. So all those kind of factors play into it, but hell yeah. I mean, if you can get someone from the Raiders or Giants, that you think will make this team better, then by all means, you do that. You make it happen. Uh, and Mark's right. You know, you could, I could care less about a salary cap. The, that thing you can figure out later down the road. That's why you have a capologist and Mike Greenberg. That guy's amazing. He knows what he's doing as far as contracts. So if he says it's good, then it's it should be good to go. Yeah. And it, it, no, no trade happens just based on time. Like, oh, let's see if they're open. No, the, all these guys have been seeing – that's why you have a, a player or what's it called? NFL scouts. Right. So your NFL scouts know, okay, we've been looking at this guy. We've liked him since the draft. We've liked him for the longest time, and he's available. Let's let's go talk to this team. That, that team is get fire sailing. Let's right. at least attempt it. If they say let's talk, okay, then then you know it's something's about to happen. And, and where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. Jason Light's talking to Cutter about guys. I wonder what guys those are. Yeah, me but too. That was the only little spur of the fire I wanted to poke the bear on but um let me move over to a couple of two funny things that i thought was kind of cool and uh then we'll we'll call it a day but this is cam Brait talking about <laughs> the defensive line stop on the goal line and their little orchestrated dance moves they, they asked him about him if he was going to do some dance moves <laughs> you got anything planned <laughs> no, i don't <laughs> personally um maybe to sean and mike uh Maybe me and Humble think of something, but uh, as a white guy, you know, you can't really do too much. We, we don't really have anything you try- cool. <laughs> as a white guy, I don't have any good moves. I thought that was kind of funny, and them talking about dancing. But <laughs> what do you feel about that? I, You're the fairest colored boy of this podcast. I mean, I agree. I mean, dancing, like... I try to dance, but it doesn't mean it looks good. But it's movement. It's movement, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I mean, if you don't have any celebration, then just give the ball to the to the ref. Like, yep. You don't have to you don't have to be creative. You know, let let the other guys do that. Yeah, he later said, "I'll just stick to the spike." <laughs> <laughs> hey, a spike works. I mean, when a fat guy spikes, I mean, it's, it's good to see. <laughs> uh, so, last one, they asked Winston about it, and this was his answer. I'll tell you what, we, we, we get on this win streak, you'll see some choreographed dances. Like some Rockette type stuff? <laughs> I don't know what that is. But <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, with that, I like to him saying that if we get on this win streak, you'll see some choreographed uh, dance moves. He didn't know who the Rockettes were. Hey, that's, he is younger than me. That's fine. That's fine. But. To be honest, his little win streak comment, I was talking to Mike about this, or I was talking about Pless about this earlier in the week, and I honestly, if you get past the Bengals, I truly think you can beat the, the Panthers. After that, you get the Redskins at home, and then the 49ers, I believe. Mm-hmm. The, to me, that you can get a lot of wins in there. Yeah. Now, the Panthers aren't a pushover at all, but they're a division rival. We know them a lot. Mm-hmm. We, we played them tough. Both games last year, right? Yeah, yeah. And we lost like idiots at the end. We just gave it away, it felt like. Right. At their house. Mm-hmm. And we're better this year. Right. I, and we can stop the run. That's where the strength is. But that's that's another week. Mm-hmm. But I honestly do believe in this team, even though I've shit on them a couple times. I'm still a Bucks fan regardless of how pissed I get after games and seeing things we don't see. But I, I, want, I want that to happen. Yeah. I want to see win streak. Yeah. I want confidence and happiness going around Bucks fans, not piss poor, shitty <laughs> comments. No, for sure. Like and you're right. I mean this team, you know, looking at this week, this game, this game's pivotal. I mean, you win this game, you're four and three. You're going into next week against a, a division rival. That will be a big game, especially if both teams are, let's say, four and three. That's that's a huge game. Or even if they're five and two, you have a chance to win that. Get to five and three, uh, you put yourself right there with the Saints. You know, I know the Saints are five and one right now, but you give yourself an opportunity uh, to build that win streak. And win streaks in this league are very mandatory, especially if you want to get to the playoffs. Especially if you want to play in January, you have to have some type of win streaks. Uh, and this team is definitely capable of it. They have the talent. They have the personnel. It's going to come down to can they execute a game plan? Can they be smart in what they're doing and be consistent? And if they can do that, then yeah. I mean, they have a definite chance, especially with these next couple of games coming up. I mean, they're very winnable games. They have a lot of them on the schedule uh, where you get into uh, the easier half of their, their schedule pretty much. Uh, we went through the gauntlet already with the first three games and then the Bears and the Falcons. So, you know, there's opportunities, but it starts with this week. You have to get to two first before you can get to three, four, mm-hmm. and five. So, uh, yeah, big challenge against the Bengals. But, yeah, this team has it all as far as where they want to go. I agree. I mean, my last notes on anything, play to your strengths. Don't give up the easy pass. Just play your assignment, and we'll be there. We will. Our offense is good enough to even take over. But if you just play your assignments, don't turn the ball over. We're going to be there at the end of the game. And we're going to be on top because I, I believe our our roster is better than theirs. 
For sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, but I think that's going to, that's going to do it for us tonight. And again, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Uh, let's go bucks. Uh, be sure to follow us at Twitter on real bucks talk. Uh, check out our website, realbuckstock.com. Be sure to, uh, subscribe, like, and comment on this podcast at iTunes, Podbean, Google play. Uh, give us our thoughts. Let us, let us know what you think and how you think this game will go. I think it's going to be a good game, probably a little, some good scoring, I think, because both offenses are strong. But let's hope the Bucks get that big win, get to four and three. And everyone have a good night. And go Bucks.